welcome to the League Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin R. Hinckley, and today we will discover whether it is better to be lucky or good. The League Podcast is brought to you by Swami Sports Productions, the only place to get your League Podcast, and today I will have one of our current 9-1 teams, Elliot Kleckner, joining us. We will discuss how he's gotten to this point as well as how maybe he could end up being the only 10-win team. Once again, the League Podcast will begin in a moment. Once again, this is Benjamin R. Hinckley joining you today on the League Podcast. Uh, as we start today's show, uh, I think it's important that we go back to the Monday night football game that occurred three nights ago, as tonight, as today is Thursday, November 17th, one week from Thanksgiving. It was, a, it was an interesting football game, uh, and it kind of goes along with the title of today's podcast, whether it's better to be lucky or good. And as much as I want to give credit, and we'll give credit to the Washington Commanders for their play against the Eagles on Monday Night Football, um, I think that this game went basically the only way it could have gone for the Commanders to win. I went back and have been watching the highlights, and the amount of plays that have just would broke the way of the Commanders, not necessarily completely based on luck, but a little bit of luck, I think is part of the reason why the Eagles ended up losing this game. Go back to a few plays in specific, but just in general, I mean, you look at the time of possession, I mean, Washington doubled the Eagles in their time of possession, 40 minutes to 20 minutes in this game. Never happens almost in any football game, especially not the Eagles are one of the best teams in time of possession. Um, Washington Commanders uh, had eight Third down and shorts during this game, meaning third and three or less. They converted on seven of those eight. They had, in total, 13 third down conversions out of 16 total. They went 13 for 16 on third down. Uh, quite the statistic. Uh, a few plays just that come to memory. Uh, thinking about uh, perhaps the fumble that would have been a face mask if it was called, if Dallas Guards fumble. The play where Quez Rockins runs, picks it up, fumbles it, and then ball gets pushed around, and they get it. The commanders get it. Uh, and then a couple of other just like ticky-tack calls. It's uh, a call where C.J. Garner-Gonzalez is called a late hit, even though Samuels is still in bounds. And then the last play of the game that really mattered when uh, Brandon Graham hits Tano Heineke when the rep already called him down, but there was no whistle before Graham hit him, so... So a lot of plays like that, um, and I'm not going to sit here and say the Eagles should have won that game. That's not what I'm saying at all. And you can't blame the refs. Jason Kelsey did a, uh, had a really good thing on that. But just in total, I think it was definitely a game that the refs definitely didn't help. If didn't help create an outcome, definitely dropped the outcome. But that's enough complaining about a game that already happened. Let's talk about what has kind of transpired here in the league this season. Uh, we've had a number of teams that have gotten either lucky or unlucky. Ryan is a typical, uh, you know, person that gets a little bit lucky. There we go, Ryan Luck. But 
This season, it seems like that type of luck has rubbed off on another of our league mates, that being Elliot Kluckner. Ryan has actually had opposite fortune, where he's had the most points scored against him by a wide margin, and Elliot has had the least amount of points scored against him by a wide margin. Uh, and I just think, in general, you know, you're going to have things that happen during a season that are, you know, based a little bit more on luck, you know. But I think to really win a championship, you probably need a little bit of both, and we'll get into that later when we talk with Elliot. Um, but it's just interesting to see how the game has started to change you know, a little bit in our league uh, based on some people getting a little bit luckier than others. Um, and I don't know if, if I would say that, you know, anybody in our league has ever won a championship completely based on luck. And I don't know that anybody's ever lost anything completely based on luck. The game itself, fantasy football, is just kind of a lucky game. But I still think that if you have the better team most weeks, you're going to win. And I hope that everybody kind of agrees with that. Um, but in a few moments, we're going to bring Elliot Kluckner on, uh, and we're going to kind of see what his thoughts are on this, because it's different when you're an outside person looking at it. You're like, oh my goodness, you know, how lucky are this, is this person getting, right? But when you're the person that that type of fortune is you know, bestowing itself upon, you, you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt and be like, yeah, I, maybe I did get a little bit lucky. But I also put myself in the right position to win, and sometimes things just end up working out. Um, so yeah, without further ado, we'll get Elliot Kluckner on here for a uh, good, good, good bit of this podcast, and hopefully, we can kind of shed some light on you know whether it's better to be lucky or good. Once again, the League Podcast is brought to you by Raising Canes. Raising Canes, the only place you can get chicken, cane sauce, and the coleslaw that nobody eats. That's Raising Canes. We're gonna Elliot on in a moment. This is the League Podcast, hosted by the Swami Benjamin R. Hinkle. All right, hello and welcome back to the League Podcast. Once again today, we are with our newest, or one of our newest League members, uh, one of our two new successful League members, that is. Uh, This uh, man has been a former LVC men's tennis team player, former LVC men's tennis team coach, a, uh, I think a current... Uh, head coach of the LBC Esports program, uh, and more uh, related to fantasy, he's been in our fantasy baseball uh, league for many years and was the uh, shortened 2020 season champion. I'd like to welcome uh, current league member and my opponent for this week, Elliot Kleckner. Elliot, how are we doing today? Doing pretty well. I like how you provided emphasis on shortened season because I know everyone drives that point home that it's a shortened season that I won for the championship for fantasy baseball. But you know, championship's a championship, and it's all the same in the record books to me. So okay, well, I'm glad that you feel that way. Uh, <laughs> I know some owners don't, but yes, it is. It is on the trophy, and you name as much as Ryan wants to try to scrape it off. We'll uh, we'll forever be on there. We'll forever be on there. Exactly. All right, Elliot. Well, uh, as I do with most of my guests on this show, we're going to kind of dig into your personal journey in the league this year. Uh, and you are one of the few 8-1 teams. There's two, uh, sorry, excuse me, 9-1 teams. There's two 9-1 teams, and then you have uh, myself at 8-2. Uh, how do you feel that you've gotten to 9-1, which is also uh, a tie in wins for most wins in a league season? Yep. I um, So... 
we'll harken back to the original draft. So I kind of messed up on the actual initial draft because I never played in a league that so heavily favored running backs. So I actually went kind of wide receiver heavy in the draft because everyone's going running backs. I mean, everyone's picking running backs off the bat. I'm just going to go wide receiver then. And my dad, must, I'm just going to do that. And then realize that how more, how much more valuable the running backs were over wide receivers. So I, I've always had a shortened kind of running back um, team. I mean, I got lucky with Christian McCaffrey and not actually getting hurt all season, basically. So that's that's been kind of lucky there. But um, it, it was it's definitely an interesting first season. I did not expect a nine and one season, especially my first year in with how old this league has been. So, um, I mean, it's been, it's been great. Um, I know I'm only fifth in points four, but even if I was fifth in the standings, I think I would still be pretty happy with, with that, with my first year being in the league. Sure. Yeah. It's, it is a very competitive league. So, you know, I, I will commend you on a great start and, uh, it's not an easy thing to do for sure. Uh, so, Definitely, you know, a congrats to you there. Um, so why don't we uh, kind of delve into uh, what the uh, title of this podcast is, um, you know, how luck has played into your season. Um, there's a lot of instances that's kind of occurred, but uh, I'll ask you and see how, how, how much do you think luck has kind of uh, determined uh, how you've gotten to this nine win season so far? I think any team that has a winning record, you know, or has done really well in a season has to have some form of luck. I mean, across all sports, you see some form of luck. Somebody say the Phillies making it to the World Series was luck, you know. So I think successful teams, you know, have to have luck on their side. I mean, we, I had a week nine where I had 67 points and I had one player get 22 out of the 67 points. So – you know, just some weeks when you when you do like very bad, it, it the other team can just be just as bad as you. So it's not always the better team that wins some weeks. It's just sometimes it, a team is either up really unlucky or just flat out worse that week, even though you perform pretty bad as well. So okay, I think that's a healthy perspective, um, and I, and I do appreciate that you at least reference uh, that, that you've gotten some some lower scores. Uh, I'm going to, uh, kind of page back to that, uh, just, just a little bit right here. Um, but I, I, I will, I will agree with you also in the fact that every team that has ever won a championship does it with, I would say a good portion of skill, but you do need some things to break your way. Um, I, I was, one of the things I did mention in our earlier segment about the Eagles is that prior to this year, they had had the most consistent starters on both sides of the football out of anybody, meaning they had the least amount of injuries. And that had kind of helped them get to their undefeated start. And if you look at a lot of championship teams, you'll notice that they all tend to stay relatively healthy. And that's something that, you know, if you don't stay relatively healthy, you know, and that usually there's a fair amount of luck and injuries, a fair amount of fortune, uh, it becomes difficult to put together uh, a championship season. Um, just like in fantasy, if you have a lot of injuries, you know, Colin this year has gotten all sorts of injuries and, you know, his two and eight start, I'm sure he doesn't like that, but 
hey, you know, those are the luck, the luck of the draw. You know, we've, we've, there's a long-standing thing about the first pick curse and how his first pick always get in, gets injured. And that's actually happened to me this year because of Cooper Cup this past week. But point being, you know, you have to have some fortune to win championships. And I, I, I like your sentiment there. Uh, but I want to kind of focus on your team specifically just to kind of give our listeners a, a, a little context when we're talking about Elliot Luck. So, We'll go back to the 2020 baseball season. Uh, LH team out of uh, 10 owners was eighth in points scored that season. Eighth yep. in points scored. But he had the second, he had the best record. He went six and one during the regular season. Um, and then ended up beating Ryan and Matt, who, uh, who just won a championship this past season, uh, in the playoffs together. But he was. Eighth, excuse me, eighth in points scored. I was first in points scored, and I didn't even make it out of the second round of playoffs. So, uh, point being, Ellie definitely had some luck that year. Uh, in subsequent seasons, he's had some similar luck, where he's had not a ton of points scored against him, but he also hasn't scored as many points, or at least he he hasn't been winning as much. Uh, so, he's been, you know, hasn't really found its way into baseball in the in seasons since. This season in baseball is kind of where it came back to uh, rear its ugly head. We'll go week one against Colton. Uh, and Elliot needs, uh, let's see, how many points? He needed eight points from his running back that day. He needed eight points from his running back that day, and he ended up getting seven. Uh, so, uh, Elliot ends up winning week one. Week two, against Ryan, that was a 91-89, so not bad. Week two against Ryan, Elliot beats Evan, 84-82, to another close scoring matchup. And then the next three weeks, dominant. 111, 112, 110, all three weeks in a row, really good. Then he has his first loss, or only loss, to Dan. And then we get some, some, some lucky outcomes. Now, in that three-game winning streak, uh, he also had someone that scored only 58 points against him, so that was a little fortunate, but whatever. You know, he scored 110 points that week. It's okay. We'll go to week seven. Week seven, Elliott scores his second fewest points that week, 67.8, but wins because he faced Matt Coos with 53.9. Yep. That's pretty fortunate right there. Next week, Blows Chase out of the water, 111 to 62. Blows him out. The past two weeks have been have not the, the two most singular examples of LA's luck so far this season. Some will call it Ryan-esque luck. Ryan's been the, the person that's had the most luck. Uh, week 9, LA's trailing until the second-to-last play of Sunday Night Football. His defense gets him a defensive fumble recovery touchdown. And he beats Elliot DeCray, 67 to 63. 67. He needed a touch, a defensive touchdown by his defense to beat Elliot DeCray that week. Then we go to week 10, which was last week. He's trailing to Danny by pretty much one and a half points. Um, going into the last play of the game, Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts did enough on Monday night. Danny was going to win. Until on the last play of the game, Eagles still have a chance to win it if they make some miracle lateral play. They pass the ball out to somebody, 
They toss it back to Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith, who's Danny's wide receiver, tries to complete this long lateral across the field. It gets fumbled. Guy picks it up, runs it in for a touchdown. Devontae Smith loses two points for that fumble. And on the very last play, Ellie comes back and wins 85.7 to 84.9. Now, 85.7 was not a terrible, you know, it's not great, but it wasn't a terrible uh, score for that week. Um, there were other teams that put up less, but still not a great score, and it came down to last play from the beat Danny Angle. Now, there are plenty of other instances this year. Like I said, Elliot had, you know, he scored three weeks over 100 points. So it's going to be four weeks over 100 points. That's a fair amount. That's not as many as Ben or Dan, who have both scored uh, nine out of the 11 weeks, or sorry, eight out of the 11 weeks with over 100 points. So, you know, different, but... I think you do have to, Elliot, well, you at least have to admit that some of your wins this season have come due to, yes, some skill in picking a player, but due to a little bit of fortune. Would you agree? Yeah, but also, I made some, I'm, I think my best pickup was um, was was the uh, Kenyan Drake pickup prior to that 67.7 week nine because he was a free agent right i had mccaffrey chase edmonds pollard all on bye weeks so i'm like i need to get another one i need to get another running back so i did some research you know like like everyone else does and i saw him sitting out on free agency i'm like you know what i'm gonna pick him up and see what happens and so i picked him up got me 22.9 points and Rest is history. I mean, yeah. it's, it does take some skill, like you said. Um, I mean, luck plays a factor, but sometimes you have to make the right picks for, for guys as well. Um, yeah. You have people like Mike Evans have a down week, you know. and But luckily, Drake was able to pick me up. Yeah. Even the win. I, I, I counted that as a loss. Like, as also my San Francisco, or 49ers defense was also on a bye. Who's ranked six so far in fantasy football? Yep. So, yep. I had 49ers, Pollard, Cooper, Chase Edmonds, Deontay Johnson, McCaffrey. Like, I had all those guys around a bye week. So, I was expecting a low week, and I got a low week, but I did just enough to win. So, you did. I think it's so, down to some of the pickups, too. I'll give, you, I'll give you credit to that, for that. Don't get me wrong. I'll give you credit for that. Um, definitely, you know, you needed. Kenyon Drake to outscore Lamar Jackson that night by five points, and he did. So, anyway, just an in, definitely an interesting, uh, an interesting you know turn of events that's happened so far with your team. Uh, but you know what? I think I think it's only fair if we look towards the future, uh, and we kind of see uh, what's going to happen. Uh, going the rest of the way. So you are nine and one. Uh, how how do you see uh, your season ending? How, how how do you see your season ending? Well, I, I'm I'm doing for the record, right? I, I I want I know I'm tied. I know we're tied, but tied is not good enough for me right now. You know, if I'm tied with Dan in the end, okay, we have a new season and we tied. For the best record ever in the fantasy football league, fine with that, right? That's what I want. That's my goal. Um, but ultimately, I want to be 
ten and one. I think that I'm gonna have if I finish third, I do not want to play Ryan. I think everyone knows that. Um, so that's a tough point, right? Like if you beat me this week, I can't really be mad because then I'll have the fourth seed and go against probably a five and five team or a six and five team. So I I can't be I can't be mad about that. And if I win, even if I finish in the third seed and cool Ryan in round one, I still have tied now for the best record in this league ever at ten and one in my very in my very first year. So I think no matter what happens this weekend, it's gonna be a win win. And I'm gonna look I'm gonna look at it as a win win scenario. And whatever happens in playoff happens. Um, but I think no matter what my first year um, I, I think that I can't I can't be too upset no matter what happens in this final week. I mean, yeah, and you have had a very good season, especially considering, you know, it's your first year and you have a bunch of, you know, other uh you know, but you you're, uh, you've a bunch of, you know, things going against you, you had some injuries and uh yep. you know, I, I I think that it's just impressive for you to get to this point. Uh, but I do think that, you know, at some point you're going to have to start putting up points in order for you to finish where you want to finish. Um, I agree. Here's, here's some food for thought though, too, right? I'm fifth in points four. Okay. But I'm only 35 behind points behind the guy that's third. So my team is only 35 points over, you know, across 10 weeks, only 35 points behind the person that's third highest in points for. So I feel like I'm really not that far off being a super top team, even though I'm sitting fifth in points for. Obviously, I'm nine and one, and, you know, record, you know, the record speaks for itself, but right. people might view that as, you know, head against because I'm only fifth in points for. Well, you know, third place has 349, and I'm at 949, I'm at 914. So I'm really only 35 or 36 points off from the third highest in points for. So okay. it's really not that much when you really look at it. Um, so I, I think I'm going to have, you know, I think I have, a, I, have a, I have a really strong team. I think that, you know, projections had me to start the year um, around seven. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I was in the middle of the pack to start the year. Um, so even off my drafts, you know, I didn't have that bad of a draft. So I, I think that I've been pretty consistently average all year, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, and you know, now I'm sitting nine and one and gonna have uh, gonna have a fight. You know, this week against you, being an eight and two team who's second in points for. Um, but I think that it was no matter what it was. It was a great season. What happens? What happens here? Okay. I think that's a healthy perspective. Um, yeah, I, I I do. I will I will I will say that yes, you are you are close to third in points for, but just as this is just uh, some uh, context for our readers, I just think it's a funny stat. You are you have the you have the least amount of points scored against you. And it's not by a particularly close margin. No. Seven sixty six against. The next closest is L.A. DeCray with eight hundred and ten against. So that's a pretty much a. Hey, fit. Just like baseball, I have a hard part to play against. You right. Know, he's, 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 really got, he's got favorable to the home team. Home field. 
Home field advantage. 7-0 at home. You know, it says 7-0 at home. I'm 2-1 and one and away. So, you know, when my guys travel, when they hop on the plane, you know, it can, be, it can be groggy. But, you know, when we're looking at home, you know, they get to relax. You know, they're just more – they're just ready to play when we're at the home team. And my defense, you know, my defense just stops the other team. The other team just can't score points no matter what. Same thing happened in baseball. Like, we have one of the lowest scoring finals, I think, in fantasy baseball. We did. And just because – you know, my ballpark is just geared towards pitchers, right? They just can't hit in the ballpark. So, I mean, out of the ballpark, it, it, everything just stays in. Singles, doubles, like not getting that many points. So, you know, it's just it's just the way I build my fields to be advantageous for myself. That's all. Uh, apparently, I mean, in football, you must have some wind moving or something through the – you got a, you got some kind of, uh, you know uh, – you know, environmental thing that makes it difficult for your players, or you must have some really rowdy fans or something. Yeah, I, don't I mean, when, when you build a stadium, I mean, when, when, the, when the funding from the state and from the city lets you build a stadium that has a capacity of 130,000 people, you're going to get those fans to back you, and I think that 7-0 and home record shows right. luck. Right. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Uh, just to finish out our discussion, um, I just want to hear your opinion. This week... You play against Ben, eight two versus nine one. I need a prediction and I need a score. Well, now that Ben's players have caught the injury bug this week, um, I think that gives me an advantage for this week. You know, Aaron Jones questionable. Mark Andrews is questionable. Uh, you're probably not going to play Stafford, but Stafford's questionable. Hardman's questionable. Cup and Marquise Brown are out. So, I think I'm favored this week. Um, you know, it shows that your Patriots getting 7.2 points. I don't think that's going to happen, even though it suggests. I don't think that's going to happen. So, I'm expecting you're going you're gonna to score 78.9 points this week. I think, I think I'm going with that. Okay. And I think I'm going to have, like, an 85-point week. Just like an average, just like an average week. Um, probably be fifth again in points for the week. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to be an 85 is my score. So I'll say 85 to a 79, like 79.6. I think that's my that's my prediction this week. Okay, that's fair. I I do think it's funny that you think 85 is an average week. I guess in the league, if we were to average it out, that might be true, but um, maybe not so much for the top teams. Well, we'll go over my picks later in Swanley's pick segment when Chase joins us again this week uh, from uh, from Virginia Tech. Uh, But Regardless of how you uh, finish this season, Elliot, um, I do want to say congratulations on a really good year because it's not easy to win in this league, for sure. Uh, so, uh, seriously, uh, well done. And uh, I think uh, hopefully we'll have the opportunity to uh, have you back again next season. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to being back and defending my title that I'm going to win this year. Awesome. Well, Thanks again for coming on, and uh, we will uh, hopefully uh, have you back again on the podcast soon, okay? Sounds good. All right, awesome. Well, when we return with the League Podcast, we will go over this week's power rankings and picks. Stay tuned for those, and we will see you back on the League Podcast. All right, it is time for our League Power Rankings presented to you by Powerade. Powerade, the only sports drink that... When drink is only slightly healthier for you than Gatorade. Powerade. Okay, so we are start with 
Number 12, that is Colin. Colin just dropped a tight game against uh, Hunter, but he still will find himself in last place. In 11th place, we have Hunter, the person that Colin just beat, uh, and definitely will not try to, uh, you know, well... I'm sure that one of them will be wearing the shirt at Thanksgiving, and it's time to be Colin. At number 10, we have Matt Kuziet. Matt has had a really tough season, hasn't really gotten any better. He remains at 3-7. and seven. At number 9, Danny Angle. 4-6, and six, Danny Angle just lost the game to Elliott. That really hurts his playoff chances. I don't know if he's going to get in now. At number 8, number 8, we have... Ryan, Ryan at three and seven, surprisingly still has a chance to get in the playoffs, really with a win, and if everything holds true uh, in the uh, uh, Dan and uh, Evan matchup. At number seven, number seven, we have Chase. Chase has been, uh, well, Chase has been not really good at all this season, but he has won one game, and if he beats Ryan, and if Evan loses, then Chase will get in. At number Six is Evan. Evan has finally found his way back into the playoff race. It's astonishing he's found his way back. He's number six seed right now and might actually find himself. He beats Dan, pretty much guaranteed a playoff spot. At number five is Colton. Colton uh, just did lose another tight matchup against Dan this week, but he scored decent points, so we'll give him that. Uh, at number four is Luke. Luke has kind of held steady at number four. Did get a win this past week and has pretty much clinched his. He has clinched his division. He will be the division winner of the Bob Division. Congratulations, Luke. At number three, I keep skipping numbers. Three will be uh, Ben. I just I had to move him down after a poor showing last week and it doesn't look like things are going to get much better. So we're going to give him the number three total score right now. If he beats Elliot next week, he might bump, get bumped back to two. Um, but at number two is Elliot. Elliot did score more than Ben last week. Has won four in a row, uh, and as much as we like to say he's not doesn't have a great team, he has gotten pretty lucky. So you know what, gotta give him credit where credit's due. At number one, of course, then to finish out our last link, uh, we'll, the end of our list is Dan. Dan has been at the number one spot uh, two weeks in a row. I did have been there at one point because he was kind of in a, on a roll, but I'm gonna leave Dan there, and I think Dan deserves to be in the number one spot. Those are our power rankings for this week. When we come back, we'll have Chase, our producer, doing our pick segment. All that and more on the League Podcast. All right, welcome back. We are now in our picks segment, and this week we have once again brought on our producer, Chase Prankerman, all the way from Virginia Tech University. Actually, I think uh, it's, it's actually called uh, the Virginia Technical Institute in State College. Is that correct there, Chase? Close. It's Virginia Polytechnic Institute in State University. Ah, darn. I was so close. Um, Chase, welcome back. How are we doing today? I'm doing great. I'm still vibing off a Washington win. What a win. Beating the Eagles. I mean, easy team, but still. Yeah, we, we, we discussed that earlier on the podcast. Or, so I, I discussed it on our podcast. Um, as a Washington fan, how did you feel about that game? I mean, there's a lot of Eagles fans coming at us saying we got lucky. Washington didn't really play great. But I don't know. You guys should check the stats. I believe Washington showed through. I think Washington definitely played better, you know, ball control football in that game, which is why the time of possession was so wacky. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I, I think even the, 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 the most Eagle of Eagles fans and the most Washington of Washington fans 
would admit that that game was definitely a bit of an anomaly. Um, as far as just like, you know, you almost never see time of possession that lopsided. Um, just the number of, you know, weird things that happened in that game. I just think it was a very abnormal game in general. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Now the Washington deserves credit. They deserve the win. I agree. But I just think, um, not talking about earlier, but just there's so many plays that I think that happened that, you know, you know, I think that just like the way that the game went, like it almost had to go in that direction for Washington to win. What do you think? Um, I don't know about that. I don't know. Washington, I mean, if you're saying that they needed the refs to be like that, I, I, I disagree. I mean, the refs made bad calls on both sides. Um, they weren't as relevant because only the losing team really complains normally. Um, but basically, I think Washington just played a dominant game. I think anytime I, I don't think the Washington could repeat that if that's what you're asking. Yeah, that's what that's what that was what I was saying. Is I don't think they yeah. could repeat that. I don't think it would be the same every single week, but I think those sixty minutes of football were great. Put well put together team play by Washington. Yeah, like like for example, the fumble on the on the play from uh, from Quez Watkins. Uh, you know, just. Like you don't see that play happen very often. At least, I, I not not this season. I haven't seen it happen super often. Um, yeah, just like uh, uh, similar plays to that, where it's like, wow, like you know. Well, the Eagles went from having three turnovers to having four in one game. So that's true. Yeah, three turnovers all season to four. Yeah. In one game. Quite impressive. Um. Anyway, Chase. Uh, week eleven is upon us. Uh, we have a lot of really important matchups this week. And I'd love to hear your insight on them. Uh, so why don't we just start going right down the list? All right. I'm going to save the matchup of the week for the very end. So we're going to start out with Luke versus Hunter. Luke versus Hunter. Well, Luke is pretty much guaranteed a playoff spot at this point, uh, despite really struggling to put together wins in the second half of the season. But kudos to him, and I'm glad that he's you know found his way into the playoffs in his first year. Hunter's... Struggling. I know he won last week against Colin, but I mean, I'd be lying if I had really any confidence in this team to put up a steady number of points. So I think Luke finishes the regular season strong here. Um, I'm going to give Luke uh, a pretty pretty wide margin victory. I'm going to say Luke wins 96 to 73 here, um, almost eclipsing 100 points. Uh, I'm going to say it's a lot closer here. I mean, I agree. I think Luke's going to win. I think Luke has a very underrated team. He's put together a very nice roster, um, and people are trending up like Terry McLaurin right now, right at the right time. Um, I think Austin Eckler has a great matchup against the Chiefs. Um, for some reason, the Chargers always play great against the Chiefs. Um, and also, you look at the other side, he has to start DeAndre Swift. Um, he really has just been trending down, getting worse and worse. Uh, I don't know why. I think, the, I think he's back then healthy, but Jamal Williams is still taking carries in that backfield. Um but overall, I think C.D. Lamb has a great week for Hunter. Uh, but I'm still giving Luke the edge, 80 to 73. 80 to 73. Okay. So we both agree. Maybe a little bit narrower in Chase's mind, but we both agree. Luke gets to win there. All right. Well, what's our next? Right. What's, what's, what's our next matchup there, Chase? Next matchup, we got Colton versus Danny Angle. Oh. Well, Danny Angle for the second week in a row drastically changed the playoffs first it was a week it was a win he had two weeks ago against Colin now last week some some terrible terrible fortune 
uh, against Elliott with that Devontae Smith fumble we talked about a little earlier uh, when we had Elliott on the show. Um, I I don't think that Colton's team, you know, outside of his three wide receivers, are doing a ton right now. Um, but I think that, you know, at this point, Danny Angle is fighting for a playoff spot. Colton's pretty much in a player spot, but he needs the insurance to get in. I'm going to say that Colton takes care of business against Danny. Uh, this is, once again, my lock of the week, uh, Swami's lock of the week. This is be Colton over Danny, a solid 93 to a paltry 62. All right, all right. Well, personally... I look at this, and Colton, you got a great team, but I love Jonathan Taylor, and I love Damian Pierce. Justin Fields has just been tremendous the past couple weeks. A.J. Brown and DeAndre Hopkins at wideout, some studs. Um, but that, it does scare me. Danny has a fantastic team, too. Najee's trending up um, after last start. I understand he didn't get in the end zone, but that's really all he needed. Um, I'm, And he also has T.J. Hawkinson, who is now in a uh, Minnesota offense who I think is going to be in a shootout with Dallas. Um, I'm really banking on the fact that Danny won't check his lineup, and I really need that as a fantasy owner. But give me Colton, 83, Danny, 64. Colton, 83, Danny, 64. Okay. So we, we do agree that Colton takes that one home, all right? I hope. I, I hope. But if Danny can check his lineup, that'll be a lot closer. Okay. Yeah, there's a little bit, maybe a little bit of a bias in Chase's picks this week. I can't imagine why. Uh, all right, let's go to our third matchup, Chase. Who's our third matchup? All right, we got Matt Kuziak versus Colin. Ah, the pointless bowl, as we're starting to call it. Not quite the toilet bowl because I think Hunter could still finish with the same record as Colin. Um, but oh God, Colin's two and eight season so far has not been one for. Weary minds or weary eyes, man. Oh, two and eight. This is going back to the years of like the purple Jesus, uh, and, and a tough second year for Coos after what was a promising season last year, uh, when he went five and six, and you know we're like, oh, you know, he could sneak his way to the playoffs this year, and wow, what a. I mean, I know he drafted on the golf course and maybe didn't quite get the team he wanted, but. You know, his man He's got some wide receivers, that's for sure. He does have some wide receivers, and he did make a trade to get Cook with Cook and Jefferson. And, you know, Jefferson, uh, it, Jefferson's been great for Colin, but it doesn't really matter that much because Colin's just been struggling. And at this point, I don't even know what to say other than I, as much as last week was the toilet bowl, I mean, this 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 one is like pretty much at the, the same the same level of competition right here. Uh, love both guys. Uh, I know there's a little rivalry there. It's like the roommate rivalry, Colin and Matt, little fisticuffs, you know, Giants versus Eagles, all that. Um, but uh, other than Colin waking up in the morning and saying, me, fuck you, to uh, Matt, uh, and maybe Matt saying it back, this doesn't interest me a whole lot. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Colin gets to three wins. I'm going to give him uh, 68. I'm going to give Matt 62. All right, well, I'm looking at it, and I feel bad for Matt. You got some studs on your team. You got Diggs, Amonra, Dalvin, DJ Moore. 
you got some studs. It's really, it really sucks that it didn't work out for you this season. Um, you're in a position where you can win and make Holland the last place. You need to get that done. And I think you're going to get it done. I don't think Chubb and Justin Jefferson, which are the only two relevant players really on Collins' team, can get it done for him. Give me Kuz, one or three, Collins, 68. Wow. I, 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 I respect that. Uh, yeah, no, I do. I feel. I think I just feel so bad for Colin that I'm giving him the win. <laughs> At least he'll tie somebody for the worst record. I see that. I see that. It's not. I. I mean, I do. I do feel bad, but you know, that's okay. Uh, you can't feel too bad. It's Colin. All right. Well, we'll go. Uh, we'll take a, a, sh- a short break here for a word from our sponsor, uh, and we'll get back with our final th- three matchups. Today's Swami's picks are provided to you by. Planters. You ever see those commercials with the peanut with the monocle and the top hat? That's Planters. Planters makes your peanuts, cheese curls, cheese balls, and all nutty-based snacks ready for your consumption at both a home and away. Planters. Look for the peanut with the monocle and the hat. And we're back on the League Podcast. Uh, We're still with Chase. We're going to finish the second half of our picks right here. Chase, who do we have as our fourth matchup? Oh, this one's a little close to you. Elliot versus Ben. Ooh, yes, that is a that is that is a close matchup. Uh, definitely, you know, I'd say I think so far this season is the highest win t- combined win total matchup. We have an eight and a nine win team going at it. Um, the only reason it's not really uh, only reason it isn't uh, matchup of the week is that. It's the winner. This likely will still well not likely, but probably still will not get the top seed, which is crazy. If you told me at the beginning of the season we have a nine win team facing an eight win team in the last week, and they are both probably going to not uh, get to the top spot. Um, so this is mostly likely to decide, uh, most likely to decide who's the three and who's the four seed. Although if Elliot wins us, he could still get the top seed. Um, if Evan beats Dan, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, I like Ellie's team this week more than Ben's, and that's tough for me to say, but Ben's team has been raveled with injuries. Uh, Cup just went on the IR. Marquise Brown's been on the IR for a little bit, though he might be coming off. Aaron Jones might not play Thursday. Mike, Mark Andrews might not play. If, if you take those four picks right there, those were Ben's top four picks in the draft. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he has Travis Etienne on the bye. I think those are. I, I think if you look, go back to Ben's top five. I think those are Ben's top five picks. I'm not 100 percent sure. I would have to go back and and do a quick quick check on that. Um, but with the likelihood that Ben's top five picks might not be playing this week, Jesus Christ, man! Like, oh, how do you win? How do you win with that? I mean, he's already got you know Jimmy G, point star Jimmy filling in at quarterback. You know, it's 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 getting tough. There's there's just not a lot of there's not a lot of players left to be had out there. Elliot has mostly a full roster going on this week, and I just think that that's going to be too much. Ben's going to make the playoffs, and if he gets healthy, he could easily go far. Um, I uh, and I don't think Elliot. Another thing is, and we had Elliot on the show earlier, as I don't think his team is that exceptional either. But I think I'm going to have to go Elliot. I'm going to give Elliot a solid 81. I'm going to give Ben like a 75. I think he's going to keep it. I think he'll be 
the scrubs will keep it close, but I think it's just going to be too much to overcome. Uh, Elliot does get to 10 wins, unfortunately. Um, ben goes to 8-3. Still a phenomenal season, but Elliot gets to 10 wins. And we'll see if that's good enough for him to get the top seed. Chase, what do you think? All right, well, I'm sorry, Benny boy, but you're not going to like this one. Um, I'm looking at Elliot's team. It's not the best. He's got two stud running backs, especially if Zeke's out again. Um, Justin Herbert isn't going to be in a divisional matchup against the Chiefs, which, as I said earlier, for some reason they just look great. They do, um, they do, yeah. Travis Kelsey. Um, but he is starting Darnell Mooney and Deont- or, uh, Deontay Johnson and Amari Cooper, a wide receiver. Not with the best matchups. Um, ben, on the other hand, he's starting Ramondre, who's trending down, who's going to start trending down after Damian Harris is coming back and. Um, he can't really keep up the hot streak forever. Um, you got Aaron Jones, who has been involved in a lot of tight games where Aaron Rodgers just really isn't throwing him the football all that much. Um, then you go to receivers, Adam Thielen and Chris Olave. I understand this is a decimated roster, but are these really the two top teams? I mean, there's of course Dan and everything, but, uh, I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. But it's the closest matchup of the week. I'm giving it to Elliott, 83-81. But also, bold prediction, Ben loses this game and loses first round of the playoffs. He's too unhealthy, and it sucks because he's had a great season. Well, Chase gave you a, a future prediction there, um, and we appreciate that. Uh, you, know, you never can tell. Playoffs usually bring out either the best or the worst in the team, so we'll find out if that holds true. But Chase gives you an additional prediction there where Ben does not win another game the rest of the season. Uh, all right, so we both have uh, Elliot going to ten wins, which would at least at least tie, if not hold, the record as the most wins in a single season. Um, I assume that your next matchup will answer that for us. I, what's our next matchup? Dan versus Evan. Ah, yes. Well, Dan versus Evan is actually probably one of the biggest rivalries in the league. Um, I'll just give like a quick synopsis on the amount of times that. Evans come back and beaten Dan from either big deficits or just like even if he hasn't been losing by a lot just like you know like down by a couple points and he gets an interception here or like a fumble there or you know stuff like that and all of a sudden like the game changes like that and Evans come out on top of a lot of those matchups in this one Evans team yes struggled and Dan's team has been amazing but listen man I and I had I, I don't know what you know, it depends on what happens in the Ben Elliott matchup. I would not be surprised if Evan wins this matchup. I really wouldn't be. Evan, I thought his team was sunk at the halfway point in the season. All right, he's two and six, two and six, and I'm like, he he cannot make the playoffs. He's at two and six. He's routed off two straight wins. Looked decently good in both of them. And man, you if there's one winner you don't want to face late in the season, it's Evan. Evan always finds a way to put together. Some good weeks. Um, all that being said, I just, I, I, it would seem so, I'm sorry to Elliot about this, it would just seem so unright for Dan not to finish on top this year with the amount of points. The, the difference in points scored between Dan and Elliot is like over 250 points or something crazy like that. I've got to check the numbers, but it's crazy that it would be so unceremonious if. Dan did not end up on top. So, well, I think Evan has a legitimate chance to win this, and I think it's going to be the best matchup. I think this would be the ma- this would be the match of the week in my eye. But uh, 
in this in this, which is my Swami's marquee matchup. I'm gonna go Dan to narrowly beat Evan 107 to 104. I think they both eclipse 100, but I think Dan just I regardless of what happens in the Ben Elliott, I just do not. I would be a pity to see Elliott come out on top and get this 10-win season if Dan's not there with him because, holy crap, does Dan's team deserve it. Uh, Chase, your thoughts. All right. So, Dan, you got a great roster. You got Derrick Henry. You got Saquon Barkley. Um, you got Mostert, who you're not even going to start. Great backs. But you're starting Cole Komet at tight end this week. Uh, you can't start Mostert this week because he's on a bye. Um, you also can't start Tyreek Hill or Tyler Lockett. You're kind of screwed. Your wide receivers are Garrett Wilson and Christian Watson. Evan, I know you lost Jamar Chase and Leonard Fournette, but what is this team that you're fielding? You got Josh Jacobs as your number one guy. I mean, he's not bad this season, but he's not, he's no stud. Um, you're starting David Montgomery, who could be good because Khalil Herbert's done. Um, maybe the two Chiefs wide receivers go off. But I just don't see it. I'm sorry, dude, but I'm giving it Dan 94, Evan 62. 62. Wow. Okay. That's, that's, that is low score. Um, all right. Well, uh, we will, I guess, finish off with, uh, probably the matchup that has the greatest, well, they all have playoff implications this week, but if, if we both expect Dan to win, then it's likely that the winner excuse me, of this matchup will take home the last playoff spot. So, uh, what is this matchup, Chase? Oh, this is my matchup of the week. It is Brian Knapp versus Chase Brangeman. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, nearly equal in rivalry to either Evan Dan or Colin and Matt. Uh, Chase and Ryan go back for a while due to their uh, being, they were, they were roommates at Virginia Tech. They joined our Chase joined our fantasy baseball league and was in the same division with Ryan. This is the second year in our fantasy football league. Um, and right now, both owners are sitting outside looking in at the playoffs, but with a win this week could be inside sending the other one home. And I think that probably feel, would be a great feeling for either one of these guys. Uh, if I'm being honest, I, I, I think that these teams are pretty evenly matched. I think Ryan's team started out very hot and has come down. And Chase's team has kind of been up and down the whole year. He had some good weeks. He had some bad weeks. Um, I don't know if either of these owners would be... Uh, I think I don't know if either of these owners would end up taking home uh, a win in the playoffs just because there is our league is a little top-heavy. You know, our three and four will likely be eight or are going to be at least eight or maybe even both not be nine win teams. But, you know, once you get in the dance, you're in the dance and anything can happen. And maybe this matchup means nothing because maybe Evan beats, if Evan beats Dan, this matchup means absolutely nothing. Uh, so I'm going to say Chase beats Ryan because I think Ryan just doesn't have the legs anymore to do fantasy football. If this was fantasy baseball, I'd say Ryan the whole way, regardless of the team he has, because I think Ryan knows how to win in fantasy baseball. But fantasy football, I'm going to give this one a chase. I'm going to give him a 91-82 to 82 victory. And maybe it's something, if, if all of the results I predict held, uh, maybe he gets into the playoffs. Uh, but who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Chase, time for you to talk about yourself for a few minutes. 
All right. So I'm looking at these two teams. And Ryan's team has trended down. I highly encourage you guys to pull up on a laptop this matchup and go to the stat cast. You can just see the variation of points per week. It alternates week to week over which team scores more. But Ryan's team kind of trends down throughout the season while Chase's team trends up a little bit. Um, if you look at it, I don't know why everyone is so high on Ryan's team. Everyone's like, he's the best 3-7 and seven team ever. Who's his wide receivers? He's got Debo, who's having a bad year. Cortland Sutton, who's been hurt all year. And Brandon Ayuk. I mean, or Jacoby Myers. I mean, you really don't have two guys I would want to put out there. Um, Alvin Kamara's been okay. 21st ranked back. Miles Sanders, pretty great. Um, he's having a much better year than expected. Um, but then if you go over to my team, you got Joe Mixon, who's better, who's like hotter than anyone right now. Um, you got James Conner, who just came off a tremendous week. Um, you got Dave, Gabe Davis, who's either going to put up 20 or he's going to put up three. Um, you got Brandon Cooks, who really just hasn't been the same since he requested a trade. I wish you could step it back up. Pat Fryermuth is back. Um, Michael Carter has been a pretty cornerstone back for the Jets, especially after Brees Hall went down. Um, that being said, I like both teams, and I pick both of them in the playoffs against Ben. I'm sorry, Ben. Um, I disagree, but that's Chase, okay. Go ahead. Give me Chase 95, Ryan 83. All right, so we both think Chase is going to beat Ryan and send Ryan to a 3 net record, which honestly could be tied for worst record in the league. It's crazy how Ryan could go from sixth playoff spot at 4-7 and seven to 3-8 and eight tied for worst record in the league. But that's, uh, that's the way our league's looking right now, so it means we have a lot of good competition. Uh, well, Chase, hey, thank you for joining me again on our pick segment. This was fun. I'm glad to have you back. Thanks, Hopefully, Sean. you'll be with us when we do our wild card picks again next week, uh, which is always fun. I always love it when Thanksgiving and all this stuff comes together. Um, we'll, uh, we'll be back in a little bit to wrap it up on the League Podcast. Chase, we'll see you next week. All right, see you. All right, stay tuned for our final Swami's Advice of the Week. All right, guys, we are back to wrap it up. Uh, as we finish our podcast here on Thursday, November 17th, um, I think it's important to remember that any season is going to be affected by chance. And I don't think that we should be critical of those that have better chance than others. We can get upset with maybe the fact that we don't get that same type of luck or that same type of fortune. But, you know, getting mad at somebody else for having good luck. I think only makes your fortune go down. Um, the famous saying by uh, one of the early philo- early philosophers that says your attitude will eventually turn into your uh, platitude, meaning that you know what you think is what will eventually happen. So if you're having these negative thoughts about others or others' luck. That's, it can only play poorly into your luck. And I'm not saying that there's some mystical force in there that's causing you to have bad luck and them to have good luck. But I do think that if you tend to stay positive, more positive things will happen to you. Uh, and that's all we can ask for. Uh, as we get into our last week of the season, week 11, some of the teams are already at the playoffs. The teams are fighting for a playoff spot. Some of the teams are fighting for positions. They, they know they're going to be in the playoffs, but they're fighting for positions in the playoffs. Give yourself the best chance and 
try to stay positive towards your team. Even if you have 13 players on a bye and three players injured and you know one's visiting their mom so you can't play them for the week, just give your best effort, put in you know some positive thinking, some positive work, and see if it works out. You know, I can be critical of myself when I don't do things right, but I think you know getting overly critical of others based on their luck and you know complaining about it isn't going to do you any good. Um, so that's Swami's tip of the day: think positive, and positive things will happen. I hope you guys enjoyed our third episode of the League Podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank both Elliot and Chase for joining me once again. Um, hopefully you guys are enjoying this, and we'll see you back next week for the start of the playoffs, the wild card round. Thanks again, and happy listening.